0: Desire. What is wrong with desire? This is the question people ask. Do Buddhists just want to throw a wet blanket on the party? Uh, the, desire is celebrated usually in the world. You want things. You have ambition, etc. You, you, you love things. You're going to invest your energy and your intellect in achieving goals and so forth. Uh, How do you live without desire? Well we have to look at the nature of desire and there's two similes that the Buddha gives to help understand desire and its problems. The first simile is uh, regarding water and the mind is compared to water. The desire in the mind is similar to water with uh, dyes. Have you ever seen gasoline on the surface of water from motorboat engines? These beautiful rainbow shimmery colors. Now when you look into that, you do not see clearly through the water. That very fine surface is distorting. So this is the nature of the how it happens, how desire happens. That simile of shimmering rainbow effects of beauty on the surface is how desire happens. There's another simile. Desire, at wanting, longing, craving is like being in debt. And many of you can relate to this with your credit cards or your mortgages. There's a burden. When you're in debt, you're below full. You're in lack. The moment you want something is the moment you experience the lack of it. You just put yourself in debt. Now, some of you have managed to get out of debt and what does it feel like when you finally pay off your credit cards, when you finally pay off that mortgage? Lots of people celebrate. Uh, it's a feeling of freedom. So this is a simile illustrating the feeling of desire. And the other one, the water simile, is the how desire happens. So the Buddha gives two similes, images. And these are for helping you to remember the nature of desire and how it happens. And then we can understand it. So desire is mm, lack, a hollowness, a lack of contentment. So the opposite of desire is contentment. One is satisfied. One is full. One is complete. We might also say that the word... Holy, in English, H-O-L-Y, is actually the old English spelling of whole, W-H-O-L-E. So this was the idea of the holy person, was the idea of the whole person, one who apparently missed nothing, was full and content. It's a mystery to most people. How can somebody be content most people's ordinary psychology is to continuously make the mistake of going into debt this is also the case worldwide <laughs> with the economy canadians americans europeans are all commonly substantially in debt they want things now and they're willing to go into debt for it but they live with stress so this is the something to be pondered Watch what happens when you want something. The next time you want something, how do you feel? And if you ever have hours and moments when you have forgotten to want something, how do you feel? Catch yourself being content. Compare the two states. Now, it's not that you're not going to do anything. You're not going to make an effort to get food. Even monks have to go on alms round every day to get food. Do you have to want to get food to get food? No. Do you have to want to cross a room to cross a room? No. There's no feeling of lack or of uh, hollowness or anything. In order to motivate you to cross a room, you simply cross a room. It's the feeling of desire, of want, of craving that's the problem. So if we can get out of that, we can feel this incredible sense of Uh, fullness, completion, ease. Now, when that happens, the mind rejoices. The heart, when we say the mind, uh, the Buddhist word would mean more like refer to your heart. The emotional element uh, rejoices. It doesn't take much. It's entirely possible for a person with few uh, material uh, possessions, such as monks and nuns, or any advanced uh, spiritual practitioner, to, with very few possessions, feel abundance, fullness, completion, which, if you have the secret of this, really never ends. And it has not to do with the mere getting of the necessities of life, such as uh, uh, food, shelter, clothing, and medicine. You don't need a lot of desire to go to the doctor or get, get an aspirin out of the cupboard. There's no element of desire, so this is what you have to reflect on. What is desire? How does it feel? And this is up to you. I'm the Buddha nor I want to convince you of anything. We want to simply point it out and you're going to have to convince yourself by merely observing and you will agree. When you observe desire in yourself, you will observe deprivation and lack. And when you observe satisfaction and contentment, you will feel out of debt, full. The next aspect is to be careful of what you invest into the objects that you see. This is called the sign of the beautiful. Now this is the shimmering rainbow of uh, iridescence on the surface of water that I was talking about. It distorts the real nature of what you're looking at. So when we see desirability in something, we misrepresent it to ourselves. We do not see it exactly as it is. We invest something. And this is called the sign in, in uh, Pali, it's the nimitta. The Buddha says, you know, monks, when you go into the village and so forth, do not uh, regard, give regard to the sign of the beautiful. Do not invent anything, just see what is. You can explore this uh, in your own life. Go go on a shopping trip. Go into a, a a mall or something where normally you spend time pondering and turning over in your mind the objects of your desire. Try walking through the mall, looking at things, but not adding anything to that. See the object merely as it is. And you will come out the other side of the mall in a very different state, than if you give high attention to the sign of the desirable, the sign of the beautiful. Now, we're not trying to make you live in a world that is dull and boring. What we're trying to do is demagnetize you. You are magnetized. And that's a problem. That means you're highly conditioned, um, attracted, and repelled from things. And this is no way to live. It takes a lot of energy to live in a state of constant uh, attraction and repulsion. The repulsion is anger and hostility, the investment in the negative sign, the sign of the ugly, the repellent. This is also a function of the mind. It's not in the object. It's in your mind. And when it's in your mind, it's also in your body, in your emotional condition. So if you want to free yourself, you're going to have to Raise yourself up out of this and feel what it's like to walk around just for an hour without the slightest bit of hostility and without the slightest bit of desire. Just for an hour. See what it feels like to be free. You will start to prefer this. It's not something you acquire a taste for. It's something that immediately and instantly feels wonderful. Most people, it never occurs to do this. They think the beautiful, the desirable is out in the world. They don't realize what they're doing to themselves when they generate this, the, the, the debt and the lack that they produce. Just as they, people who are not good at managing their money don't realize it until somebody pulls them aside and gives them a rational attitude towards this. So it's our own basic irrationality and lack of skill in the emotional dimension that produces the lack that comes with desire. This is what we want to free ourselves from. Our beautiful aspiration to true freedom, fullness, contentment, and undistorted perception of the world as it is. So this is a very brief thumbnail description of something which is pervasive and the, one of the primary blocks to your well-being in this very life.